is not one part of the strategy gone development it's all we envelop in telephone a wealth of intelligence Unless you're selfishly embellishing all of the championships Basking it in, let's study in The conferences, Pac-12 and Big, 12 and the 10 SEC, ACC, win, 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 win All right, I'd like to welcome everybody to Debbie Owner's Manual This is episode 13 Your source of knowledge for Debbie strategy, Debbie players in the fantasy football landscape This will be one of the last times we focus on the the, the draft player The players eligible for the draft this season on this show, um, Andrew and I will talk more about them on the Debbie Happy Hour, and then in a couple of weeks we'll be back to give you some more Debbie knowledge. Before we get started, a special thank you to Chris Allen at Chris Allen FFWX on Twitter and Adam Wildy at AP Wildy of the Dynasty Owners Manual at Dynasty Manual for having us on their podcast network. And while we're talking about the draft and the combine, Andrew and I were at the combine last weekend. So Andrew, say hello to everybody. Hello. I'm able to say hello because I'm going to give a shout out to two people, Eric Holcomb and Mike DeWine, the governors of Indiana and Ohio, because they used their plow trucks yesterday. Tom Wolf, the governor of Pennsylvania, didn't, and I almost crashed. So <laughs> thank you to the governors of Indiana and Ohio to start the show. Oh, you don't get me started on that. Our governor today just proposed a 45 cent gas hike to pay for our shitty roads. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that was the other thing. The roads were bad too. So, yeah. You know, if I knew that that 45 cents was going directly to our roads, I would agree to it in a heartbeat. Our roads are horrible <laughs> in Michigan, but. I have a feeling 20 cents will go to the roads and 25% will go to a new man- mansion or some crap for the governor. So We digress. <laughs> I said I didn't want to sound like Seats fan at the beginning of our podcast series, so we'll get away from that. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get we're gonna dive in this week to the Combine. We were able to see a little bit of the Combine and hang out around um, a bunch of people talking about the Combine and, you know, people that are smarter than us or – people that, you know, love the football game, football as much as us. And we got to talk a lot this weekend with different people. And that was a really good, really good time. If anybody gets a chance, I would highly recommend going down to Indianapolis and just kind of soaking in the atmosphere because it was, it was just a blast, man. I absolutely loved it. What was your favorite thing that happened the whole weekend? We'll dive into that real quick and then we'll get into results. (laughs) I don't know. Just, just being, like I said, just being down there, this, we went to the, we both went to the stick to the, stick to football meetup at the two deep brewing company. It was fun just being around because uh, sometimes in my daily life, I don't meet people like myself, <laughs> like you know, the guys that I work with and the guys that I interact with on a daily basis, like at home, don't give a crap for what I do. <laughs> or, right. You know, I can talk to them a little bit, but you know, it's way over their head. So it was nice to meet people like me and, yeah. and it was, you know, it was awesome, and the and the guys from Stick to Football, I can't say enough about. Um, Connor Rogers is just just gracious and brilliant, and I, I actually love talking to him. And Mello was hilarious, and Matt was you know just getting yanked all over, but it was still I was starstruck when I met him, so it was kind of cool. And then you know we were sitting at a bar with Chuck Pagano, which was awesome too. So yeah. Greg Williams was over at the bar too. Yeah, who cares about him? I was worried he's going to put out a target on me if I got too close for him. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I would I would have to say my two favorite things were seeing you starstruck when I just casually introduced you to Matt Connor and Mello, like it was me introducing you to whoever. And uh, having lunch was great and everything, like we said. But the highlight of the week was probably 
Um, I don't think I told you about this either, so you'll hear this for the first time. At JQTV, part of the Stick Football Hall of Fame, uh, Saturday night we went to the bar. We did. We saw Doug Williams. We saw a bunch of NFL reporters, Matt, Mello, and everybody else. And there was this lady I had seen, and I couldn't remember who she was, but she looked familiar to me from NFL Network. And JQTV says to her, or he's standing near her, saying goodbye to Matt and Mello as we're leaving. And she says something about Rashawn Gary being a mama's boy and potentially being overrated. And he loves Rashawn Gary. So he started doing it. He had his back to him, and he started laughing. And I was like, what are you doing? She says to him, what's so funny? And I'm like, oh, God almighty. And <laughs> he goes, I just don't understand why it matters if he's a mama's boy. And more or less just defends Rashawn Gary to her. And she's like, well, you're entitled to your opinion and your way of thinking. And handled it great. And I said to him afterwards, I said, do you know who that is? He's like, just some old lady at the bar saying Rashawn Gary is a mama's boy. So I had to look it up because I wanted to make sure I got it right. It was Shireen Williams who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame last year as the first woman to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, Lord. (laughs) For covering the Cowboys for 25 years. Oh, And she's inducting Gil Brandt this year. Oh, (laughs) And I was like, JQ filled off a Hall of Famer at the bar. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was the highlight (laughs) of the weekend for me was JQ telling off a pro football Hall of Famer. (laughs) In a polite way. He wasn't rude about it. And I and I mentioned the you know, Connor and Mel and but the Hall of Famers were just amazing. Just great guys. So just so funny, man. Like I yeah, absolutely loved everybody I met this weekend. It was awesome, man. Great time. Like I said, it was nice to meet people that were, you know, that crazy about this as, as we are. So it was cool, man. Very cool. I would highly, yeah. And That's then great. we also got to meet, you know, meet a couple other DHH guys, you know. So it was it was great, man. It was a good time. So I'd yeah. recommend it to anybody. Real quick, I mean, I think every podcast I've listened to in the last couple of days has gone over the combine. That's what we're going to do real quick. We're going to just kind of go through who we really liked, who we thought kind of hurt their stock, whatever. Um, you know, just got, there were some performances that really stood out, but there were some that, you know, mainly just verified what we've already known and what we've seen on tape, you know, that there were some guys that just validated themselves, you know, that we thought, yeah, okay, let's see it. And they freaking showed it. So first up, we're going to go quarterbacks. Andrew, did there's any quarterbacks that stood out for you this weekend? I would have to say, uh, Tyree Jackson really stood out. Um, a lot of people have been talking about him since then. We were watching when we were at the Combine. He was doing his broad jump, and he comes up kind of limping, and he runs – well, he jogs back to the locker room, and he's being real weird with his leg. But then he comes out and runs a four-five-nine with his size and frame and everything. And now the Cam Newton comp is really working its way through the NFL and draft world. So he, he has a cannon for an arm. I haven't dove into all of his stuff and given him a grade yet, which I look forward to do, but – I would say out of the quarterbacks, he probably came out the best. Um, Dwayne Haskins was what everyone expected, so he didn't really hurt or help himself. But then obviously Kyler Murray weighing in and measuring what he did, I think is pretty much closing the deal that he's going to be number one pick by the Arizona Cardinals. They're saying Matt was tweeting about it and everybody else was talking about how the worst kept secret all week in in Indianapolis was how much – Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals love uh, Kyler Murray. And then there was that rumor running around that Josh Rosen called ownership and everybody crying, asking if he still has a job, and which I haven't heard that 
anywhere else. So I dismiss that. But I mean, the quarterback market's insane, especially with Rosen being thrown into the mix and everyone else. So I'd say Kyler and Tyree came out the best this weekend. Right. Definitely Tyree. He's going to, a guy that would benefit from a couple years behind somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would love to see him in like a place like uh, maybe San Diego, you know, that, where he would be able to sit for at least two years. I think he's going to take a couple years or, you know, <laughs> behind Carolina, behind Cam, you know, I, just, I just would somebody. like him in New Orleans. Yeah. Cause they're not going to resign. They're not going to resign Teddy and his right. big arm down with Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith and Sean Payton. I mean, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I just I don't I don't hope Breeze has more than a year. That's the only thing. I mean, I hope he does. Either. Yeah, I hope he does. And he's then they got that freaking Taysom Hill crap. Whatever they're doing with that, that drives me nuts. Um, yeah, I think Haskins, from what I've heard and what I saw, I haven't watched him throwing as much, but it, it was valid. He kind of put his foot forward. I guess his accuracy and his deep ball looked a lot better than they thought in the drills and everything, which was good to see, but he also wasn't under any sort of pressure, which is what he, you know, what he, what was his kind of nemesis in Ohio state. So I wasn't yeah. muted when I did that. Was I, it's all good. I, I paused for a second so I can cut it out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I paused like, okay, I'll cut that out anyways. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, there's a couple at Easton Sticks showed pretty good athleticism, you know. Yeah. But uh, he's not going to be much. I don't see. So I, I still, oh, I don't know. I, I am starting to cool off on the idea of four quarterbacks being taken in the first round. I think okay. they're going to be taken. I just think they're going to be overdrafted. Yeah, the only two that should are going to be Kyler and Dwayne are the only two I would wear. I'm starting to wonder if there is going to be four. I, I still think. Elway's going to talk about Jacksonville if they sign Foles. Uh, is going to be taken out of the mix, you would think. And then the biggest question mark is going to be New York, whether New York's just going to stick with Eli and go one more year or whether they invest in Haskins. Right. So I can see that's the three I, I see realistically. Kyler first, Haskins in New York, and then Locke in Denver. And I don't see another yeah. one in the first round. Washington's the only other one. Yeah. As you say, Washington's the wild card. So it'll be interesting. I mean, it's like we keep comparing it to the 2013 class with EJ Manuel, Geno Smith, and Mike Glennon. Now, only one of those were in the first round, but Mm -hmm. the way the league's going now, it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And if you don't have one, you got to get one. And sometimes you overpay for it. But I can see Washington, they can get anybody in the second round that they can get in the first round. So they have really yeah. no reason. I, I I don't see any reason, but that that team has also shown some poor management and choices in the past. So <laughs> I, who knows what the yep. Redskins are going to do? Honestly, I, I've heard they're comfortable with Colt McCoy as well. So who knows, man? Yeah. All right, running backs. There was definitely a lot of movers and shakers in Indianapolis this weekend at running backs. Some guys put up some crazy good performances and really kind of cemented themselves. Gonna let you take the floor first, but do not talk about Miles Sanders because that's one I gotta kind of toot my own horn with. So yeah, you're good. Who impressed you in Indy? I'll first start out by calling out my own self. With I said Elijah Holyfield last week was gonna dominate, and I'm pretty sure he did pretty much the opposite of that. Uh, The running joke, running joke, is that he still is running his forty time, uh, running a four seven eight and a four eight one. 
it just doesn't match what I saw on tape. That just really, really upset me. But who knows? Teams, he can go to his pro day and work on it and get better. Winners, though, I would definitely say are Travis Homer. Uh, David Montgomery, everyone's worried about, and I'm not. So running backs, a lot of them just kind of kept even keel. People were freaking out about Devin Singletary as well. I'm not worried about him either. So, And Jacobs didn't run, and I think he made the right decision because a lot of people were underwhelmed with the running backs and the way they were performing. So I think Jacobs not running uh, made him look the best out of everybody. So and rankings for me aren't going to probably shake up too, too much. So the only one that really hurts is Elijah Holyfield, just because I was wrong. <laughs> I moved Miles Sanders up. Um, I really liked the way he put up this weekend. I, just across the board, he had a, a great three cone. His 40 was right on 4-4, four, 4-4-9 four, 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 officially. I just liked the way he looked when he was catching the ball. A guy I was I was starting to warm up on the last couple of weeks, and I've, I've talked about him quite a bit, so I was really happy to see him show out. Uh, Travion Williams looked a lot better than most were expecting as well, so that, that felt kind of good. Uh, a couple guys that kind of wowed a little bit was Ale- Alexander Madison, a guy I want to look from Boise State. I want to watch his tape a little more. I haven't got that gotten to him yet. And then Alex Barnes had an amazing spark score, one of the highest in almost every I, I category. Like Barnes's tape. So, a lot. So yeah, I gotta and he's a he's got really good size too. Six foot two twenty-six. That's a he's a hoss, man. So that's gonna be I really want to dive into him a lot. Yeah, great, great scores all the way across the board. In the I, I don't know. We're gonna d- dive more into their actual like I don't know what you use, Andrew, Spark score, Raz score. You know, I kinda like to look at them all and everyone that I've seen for Alex has been just stupid, like one of the top ones in the past recent years. So yeah, no, um, I, 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 I use a little bit of everything, but uh, I'm just looking at my rankings real quick. I have Barnes ahead of some names that people like, uh, like Alexander Madison and Bryce Love. I have him above them already. So, right, just tape grade wise. So once I dive into everything else, it'll be interesting to see where he jumps up to. There's some other than that. I mean. And you talked about Miles Sanders just to reflect on how well he helped himself in the DHH rookie mock that we have going on. He won 11. I was mad too. I wanted him at 204 so bad. <laughs> I got him in the third round of the league rookie draft. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So I'm very happy with. Yep, I had him fourth on my list for this year, and I, I might uh, fourth fourth running back, and yeah. and I'm and I'm pretty happy with that. I think. Behind uh, Jacobs, Montgomery, and Darrell Henderson, so that's where I have him, Miles Sanders. So, um, other than that, there wasn't anybody that really like hurt their hurt their. I think Devin Singletary was kind of a disappointment. Everybody was expecting him to test yeah. a little bit better, and that kind of stinks because yeah, I think he's an immensely talented. You watch his tape; he looks ridiculously talented, and he kind of underimpressed. Everybody thought he'd be a lot faster than what he was. And, other than that, I, there wasn't any names. Justice Justice Hill had a great, great combine. He's a little bit smaller. I think he'll probably be like a third down type of back in the NFL. So. Yeah, I like Hill, though. I mean, right now, from who I have graded, uh, Hill's my running back six. So, I mean, he could probably finish in that right around there. I haven't updated it because Elijah Holyfield's still in my top ten. So, <laughs> that'll be changed. These last two positions, though, is where – Yes, this is a lot of a lot of surprises, a lot of craziness. Uh, so, in wide receivers, 
let's not talk about DK Metcalf. <laughs> Another thing about JQTV, Matt was posting on Twitter how he was getting really mad that people were saying the 49ers were going to take him at two. Uh, so I showed JQ the tweet, and at the sixth football meetup, they had you write down your uh, questions yeah. for draft on draft. And he put on there, 49ers are going to take DK at two, and he put it in. And if you listen to the day's episode, yeah, <laughs> like, ah, I'm throwing it that way. Yeah. So I apologize for that, Matt. Yeah, I did listen today, and that's 14 Dolphins questions. Oh, yeah, um, it was <laughs> Dolphins, what it was. <laughs> so, all right, wide anyway. receivers. Wide receivers, there were some just amazing performances. Um, obviously capped off by the surprise of DK Metcalf running a 4.3340, um, but then also posting ungodly horrible <laughs> agility drills which kind of had been one of his downfalls just real quick i'm just going to dive into dk real quick i'm not going to do too much with him because i've heard so much about him in the last couple days but one thing i had noticed and one thing travis may when he broke down his tape noticed that he has a very limited route tree you know but receivers do though yeah i do think it's something that can be teached taught teached taught (laughs) apparently i need to be teached um that can be taught and I'm impressed by him, and I, I I have him at second on my work wide receivers. But man, what a performance! Like, whew. <laughs> I it was we were at this. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. We're gonna keep talking about what we were doing this weekend. Just let us toot our own horns for one little time, and it won't happen again. I promise. I remember I had Elijah Holyfield dominating, so you can hold that against me. <laughs> but back to what I was saying, we were at the football hangout or hang. Oh my gosh, we were at the stick to football meetup and DK came on the TV and people left the bar to stand over by where we were in front of the TV because they wanted to see what his 40 would be. And when he ran that four, three, three, we all just looked at each other. And we're like, wow, because nobody expected that. Calvin Johnson ran a four, three, five. Julio ran a four, three, four, three, three, right around the same. Julio had a broken foot though. So I'm still more impressed with Julio. No, my big one for the weekend that I was shocked by was Hakeem Butler. Uh, again, we were at lunch when Butler ran, and we told Connor because he couldn't see, hey, Butler ran a 4.48, and he was like, whoa. But then he thought I said a 4.84, so then when he saw it, he was like, whoa, Butler ran a 4.48? And he was just even more dumbfounded than before. So Butler and Metcalf with their frames running what they did, I think, phenomenal. Metcalf obviously had the downfall because of the agility drills. Hakeem Butler still has spoons for hands, so he has to fix that as well. But right, and then, it's still fun to get excited about it. And then in our DHH mock today, Hakeem Butler went 1.03 after Kyler Murray and Nikhil Harry, which was kind of surprising. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I, I actually was thought I was going to take him four after they took Metcalf three, so <laughs> that's where I was heading. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of go down the list. The list I have is in alphabetical order. Miles Boykin, holy crap, did he have a good showing. He's another guy, yeah. six foot three, two twenty, put up four four two, uh, broad jump of eleven eight, which I believe was the highest. His vert was only twelve, which is not great, whatever. Still. But man, but another guy that he didn't have the college production because they never had a great quarterback in Notre Dame, like they've had turmoil like every year at quarterback that he's been there so i'm i want to dive more into his tape and break down what he does you know yeah your boy emmanuel hall had a great showing uh, <laughs> he's the guy from uh the little villager 
with his spoons for hands. That's who I think of every time I see Emmanuel Hall. Right. Paris Campbell, I ever ran this ran the speed everybody thought he would run. Looked yep. crazy good in all the drills. Another guy I, I want to watch on tape. I know he didn't get a lot of balls in college, but I want to see what he did. You know, he's it's it's a lazy comp because they're Ohio State alums, but Curtis Samuel is what I keep thinking of when I watch Paris Campbell. So just a gadget type of player where you can put him in sweeps, put him in the wildcat, put him out at receiver, and he'll right. out there make a play. And a, a guy that did not help himself was Kelvin Harmon. He had kind of a rough day. Not yeah, particularly he, wonderful scores. He underwhelmed for sure. But, I mean, it comes down to what we've been saying this whole time. He's not elite with any of his traits, but he's very good very to good. above average on his traits. So it, something like this doesn't really showcase him. He's definitely one of those you watch the tape and you see what he can do in a game. Versus oh, yeah. He's Way more complete, like a great route runner and all that stuff. So yep. he's more of a – I still have him pretty high, but I, I dropped him a little bit after this weekend. A guy that really hurt his stock was probably little Jordan Humphrey. I've heard he probably will not even go drafted at this point. Yeah, Mark so Jarvis kinda, was the first one on that train. i got to give him credit. What's on, what's on draft? Uh, had an undrafted grade on him before the combine. So right. good job for him. But on the list, Andy Isabella had the kind of the weird. I thought it was weird that his yeah the laser went off twice on him. And yeah, they a four five six and a four four six. The four three one. Wow. Yeah, I was concerned with four five six. I was like, what is going on here? And then when it got the four three one, I was like, okay, I feel better. All right, and then uh, not not one of the other. Debo Samuel actually tested better than I thought he would as well, and I I really really like him. He's I don't know how he fell to what he fall to two ten in our rookie draft. Ah, that's stupid. He should not fall that far. So he, he's my probably yeah. my. He'll be in the top five of my receivers. Yep, might as well. And then that's basically it. Is there any other names on the list that like there was a couple guys that didn't help themselves a whole lot, but I didn't see anybody else that really hurt themselves. Like no, there that pretty much covers it with the receivers. Um, Jazz Ferguson was fun to see run a four four five. Uh, Emmanuel Hall had the good broad jump and the four three nine forty. Uh, but like we've I've said before, he doesn't have hands, so that's the biggest problem with him. And then I think uh, KJ Johnson or Keyshawn Johnson, he goes by KJ, running a four six kind of underwhelmed a little bit because I mean on he's another one of those guys like Harmon where on tape he's a great route runner. Very polished, so teams will just have to decide if they're going to go based off the combine or if they're going to go off of tape. Well, if you looked at, the, if you watched him on tape, you could tell he wasn't that quick. So right, but there's there's so many guys here that did run quick that didn't look quick, and vice versa. <laughs> yes, it's the opposite. Nobody uh, expected this out of DK or Hakeem. Right, it's kind of maddening when you. That's why you got to use this as, as part of just a part of your evaluation process because yeah. it, it could be crazy trying to judge, you know, what's what. And then the tight ends. I mean, Noah Fant. Good lord, yeah, yeah, like pretty nearly perfect. <laughs> like it's yeah, crazy. we were there for all the tight end workouts, and it was just it was nice having Fant, Hawk, and Dawson Knox kind of go bang, 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 back to back to back. But Fant, he just balled out. I mean, it was just insane. And it was beyond the scores. I mean, his his measurables were amazing. But if you watched him run the gauntlet, the first time he ran it was like he wasn't even hardly trying. And the second time he was trying 
and hauling ass through there and catching everything. Like he's yep. he, he's so much fun to watch. I think before the before this, I had Hawkinson one and Fant two, and I think I have him flipped now. So I think Fant's just it is tantalizing what he could possibly do. So yeah, no, it's and then the other one who did really well was Irv Smith Jr. So I just think both the top three tight ends are they could start right now for any team. Um, just because so many teams are doing the two tight end sets now and just rotational fan, you can even put in a receiver if you have to. I mean, there was times in Iowa where he was their slot receiver, so he he has a versatility with that. Hawk is the better blocker, but fans an offensive weapon. He's just right. like, fantasy wise, he's going to be insane. Oh yeah, I don't. I, he's. I would not be surprised to see him go top ten, top fifteen. A guy you liked that came in that I was impressed with was Keenan Brown. Yes. But he did really well on Saturday. He, yeah, looked really great. Yeah, on tape, he's very, very – I think I wrote in my draft like profile of him is he's a big old piece of clay, and he hasn't been – like he went to Texas State, so he doesn't have like that elite-type coaching like if he would have gone to an Alabama or an Ohio State – so you get him the right team in the NFL, he can develop into a very serious weapon. He'll be one of those ones where he shouldn't take as long as Eric Ebron did to develop, but he's going to take a couple years where if you have him on your roster, he's going to be a taxi squad guy for a while, potentially, unless he goes to some insane place where he's going to put up weapons and be a red zone guy. But he's definitely one that I think can develop into something very nice in the future. Yep, and Josh Oliver did. I thought he looked great too. And he looked good in Mobile too. So yeah, yeah. Right, he ran a four six three. You know, a little bit, little bit, about six four two fifty. So he needs to put on a little bit of mass, hopefully. But yeah, I thought he looked great. And then all his other measurables were really good. Let me see if I can find his three cone. His three cone was seven two one, which was you know, right there in the in the mix. Makes basically the quickest three cone of all the tight ends was yeah, of course Noah. <laughs> by by quite a bit. Um, then another guy that I hadn't had on my radar even that I thought looked really good was I'm gonna butcher this name Kahale Waring from San Diego State. Yeah, I thought he looked really good. Yep, he had a four six seven, uh, thirty six inch vert, ten two broad. Yeah, he looked and I thought he looked really good in the drills. He had like one drop, but you know I mean probably the brightest lights he's been on, you know, having played out in San Diego state. So yeah, that's a running team out there too. I mean, they've put out Rashad Penny and right the guy before Rashad Penny. Uh, Falk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. San Diego state. Damn it. I know what you mean though. I, I can't think of who it was before him either. Was it Marshall Falk? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> It wasn't Rashad. I, I can't think of who I know who you're talking about, but I'm drawing a blank. The quickest sport the quickest 40 was Caleb Wilson. I thought he looked really well looked good too. Is um yeah, so the, I'm really excited for the tight ends this week this year. I feel like there's guys that you can get in the fourth round of your rookie drafts that are gonna be really good tight ends down the road. So it, this this tight end class is insane. I definitely I think offensively for us fantasy geeks, this tight end class is very, very, it goes tight ends, wide receivers, then definitely running backs and quarterbacks. But right. tight ends, like you've probably got six to eight tight ends that can get drafted realistically, depending on how many rounds your rookie mock or rookie mock, your rookie hat, rookie draft has. 
So it'll be fun to see. Isaac Nada from Georgia, too, just to throw in another name. Didn't do that well. I expect him to bounce back at the Georgia Pro Day. He's another one of those guys on tape. Didn't get a lot of work, just like Riley Ridley didn't get a lot of work down in that Georgia passing game from Jake Fromm. And part of that's going to be Elijah Holyfield, DeAndre Swift, and everybody else down there taking away reps and time. So uh, Isaac Nada, I think, will be – he'll still be a top-10 tight end. I don't think he'll go undrafted or anything crazy. He's definitely going to fall. But, like, if he falls to, like, a value pick where, like, say he goes to New England, he could be a pretty good sleeper pick for anybody. Right. I know we thought we didn't really plan on this. You want to go through the defensive guys super quick? Just put a couple out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't heard by this point, Montez Sweat obviously made himself a couple million dollars this weekend by running a 4-4-1, and he was already projected to be, like, top 15-20. I think he's going to be top 10 now. Um, I think if Jacksonville signs Foles, I could see him going to Jacksonville. Right. Or any yeah, anybody. I mean, wow. 4-4-1. A 4-4-1 at 260 pounds. Lord. That is not right. <laughs> That's why I, I kind of laugh a little bit when we compare players of these days to players back in the day. Because I don't think there was a guy that was 6'5", 260, running a 4'4", 40 back in 1985. But I, I don't know, man. Like these guys nowadays, they're like, they're insane. That's just nuts, man. Um, obviously, he made a lot of money. I think Rashawn Gary solidified his athleticism this weekend. Um, I, I'm still, like, I, I've been down on him. But I, I'm curious to see what if a team gets him that can mold him and let him play, you know, in, in a position where he's comfortable. Watch out. Um, you see, other than that, uh, Ed Oliver weighed in great, which was really a, a high part that yeah. we were kind of worried about. Uh, just kind of blazing through the list here real quick. I wasn't so just, to, just real quick to throw out a comparison, Miles Garrett, number one overall pick and going to be a future Hall of Famer for my Cleveland Browns, uh, six foot four, 272. Montez Sweat, six foot six. 260. Sweat ran the 4 4 1 hmm. and Garrett ran a 464. Jesus. And everyone thought Garrett was this insane specimen coming out of college. So Sweat I'm not that, saying the type of prospect that Garrett is or was, but it's just to give you an idea. I mean, he he it's just insane that he put up that type of number. Yeah, Rashawn Gary 64 277 at yes. 4.58. I was shocked by that. Devin Bush running the four fours too is surprising to me. Yes, you know he's a guy that I I have to warm up on him because I I I hate him because the team he played for, but man, you can't deny that athleticism at five eleven and two thirty five for a linebacker. That's that's thick, and they're on a four four three. That's nice. Yeah, when I was watching Florida, not this past year, the year before when they opened up the season against. Michigan, the the one guy I remembered, and I didn't know it until this past year, and I put a name to the face. But it was just I said to my wife, I said the guy with the dreads is just flying all over the field. And I can't get his name, and it was Devin Bush, and he was just laying the lumber on everyone. He's flying all over the place, and for him to run a four four three, I thought was insane. I mean, people are talking about him being the linebacker one over Devin White, which I think is a bit of an overreaction. But oh, yeah, I think White's more complete. Yeah, but, but the there was a lot. Um, 
I think I said last week that a lot of the, the linebacking class would hurt themselves, and I think they actually helped themselves. A lot of them showed much better athleticism than we thought they would. A couple guys that stood out, Ben Burke, Irvin actually showed really good athletic scores. Um, Blake Cashman from Minnesota looked amazing, posted one of the best overall combine performances for a linebacker ever. Coming out of Minnesota, that's crazy. So a guy I want to dive into more. Gary Johnson looked 4-4-3. Yeah, I mean, these, these guys are quick. And that's a, a, Jermaine Pratt looked really good. Um, these, yeah, Ty Summers. There's these guys that, you know, Devin White ran a 4-4-2, which is stupid in itself. And they, these guys are running these scores, yeah. White I said coming into the weekend and he's not going to be there at 17 for Cleveland. Right, there is. Let me see here. I'm just going to do a quick count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight linebackers run under a four five five, which is, I mean, that's quicker than most of the running backs that tested, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I know the speed isn't everything, but they also posted just great, great three cones. Like, 6.85 for Ben Burke Urban. That's that's crazy. That's a really good three cone. So and a guy he's a guy that I like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really dive into this linebacker class more. You'll hear more me talking more about him on Debbie Happy Hour. And then yeah, just I was really impressed with them. Uh d- defensive backs and safeties. I didn't hear of any great performances. There wasn't the fastest. I think the fastest in the combine was Jamel Dean at an Auburn ran a four point three flat. So um Somebody from Mississippi ran a four two nine. Oh, there it is, Zedrick Woods from Mississippi. Yes, that's it. There you go. So he's the quickest. Greedy Williams. I have an article coming out tomorrow on the Score Crow with my winners and losers on offense and defense. Two separate articles. Uh, Greedy Williams, I had as a winner because with his frame and him being able to run a four three seven, like that was the last question everyone was kind of having with him was. Can he be fast with that 6'2", 185-pound frame? And the answer is yes. I think he should be an insert starter on whatever team he goes with. Uh, he, We keep saying a top 10 pick, but there's only 10 picks, and there's so yeah. many backs and everything else. But he's deserving of being a top 10 player in this class. We'll put it that way. Locked in is the top cornerback for sure. I think that performance definitely helps. So. Man, there are some scores here, man. I, I just I want to go. Just I wish I could take the week off and just go dive into tape, man. Like, <laughs> there, <laughs> there are some names here that I'm like, man, I haven't watched much of him. I need to go watch, you know. Yeah. So, like, so yeah. What, anyways, that's what Andrew and I will be doing for the next six weeks. So, <laughs> I know. I, I told my wife. I said I'm so happy and I love doing this. I said, but I said I don't even do it full time. <laughs> I think if I would, I'd have a little bit more energy with it, but uh, I'm very excited for May (laughs) to just take some time and not have to worry about breaking everything down. And now the combine's done. Pro days are kind of just hit or miss as far as importance. So we're really on the last home stretch of the draft. And from there, this should be smooth sailing. So I'm pretty excited to see where it all goes. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching a lot of tape. And I'm kind of excited because this is my slow season at my work. So, well, my DJ job. So, yeah, once May hits, that's when I get busy there too. So, should be fun, man. Um, real quick, if anybody doesn't know, Andrew and I have we have Debbie rankings. They're over at Dynasty Happy Hour. Just you gotta search in there, look under the rankings. We have Debbie rankings that we do in there. So, if you're curious about that, we also both rank the rookies along with a couple of the staff members there. So, we'll plug that real quick before we get out of here. 
That's it for this week. Andrew, let, let everybody know where they can find all your work at, man. Thank you. We talked about this over the weekend, too. They can find all my work and everything I do in my Twitter handle, which has changed, which is at Mandrew NFL Draft. Um, the three sites I write for are two pods we got. Um, I won't take up too much time with everybody going through that, but I will end, too, just to throw out a quick shout-out to a loyal listener and somebody I rely on for a lot of injury news and breakdowns. Her name is Beth Sullivan at GA Peach Polymer. She's having her first round of – or she's having a round of chemo this week. So even with all of that, she was still answering questions for me about Kendall Sheffield's peck and Dexter Lawrence's hamstring and everybody else talking about our Todd Gurley's arthritis. And she's like the team doctor for Scorecrow. So shout out to her that she does well this week. Yeah, good luck, Beth. Jeez. Yeah, something, hopefully everything goes well, man. That's – wow. Anyways, yeah, I'm same as Andrew. I, I'm kind of doing stuff a little everywhere, trying to get my name out. So we'll just, yeah, FF People's Champ. You can find us at Debbie Manual on Twitter and Debbie Owners Manual at gmail.com. If you want to write us some questions, send us some pictures of your rosters. I, I would love, I mean, I would, we'd love it if you sent us a picture of your roster and a picture of the available Debbie players and how much money you got. Uh, we'll do that. We'll say, hey, target this guy, this guy, this guy. We'll gladly do that for you. Anything you want or just tweet us, ask us. You know, we're always – I think we both exist on Twitter a lot. Um, <laughs> I think Andrew stalks people on Twitter, I swear. Um, <laughs> no, I don't mean to. I just have stuff pop up right at the right time. <laughs> Sorry. Right. And catch us. You'll catch us also this week, later this week on Debbie Happy Hour. We will have a mock draft with a couple of gentlemen that we really enjoy in the industry. So catch us there and we will talk to you guys soon. Don't forget about the Mountain West, the Mac that can flex. Somebody's next. Ivy League fresh. Literally dope. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players to test. I'm serious. They will talk about the most obscure players on this planet. Potentially another planet. Like, dude's got a 4340 from Mars. Like, I don't know. I, it's too much. I'm done. I'm gone this time. Like, don't bring it back in. <laughs>